listening to Thriving in the Chaos. Hey, leaving your corporate job to become an entrepreneur can be scary. Join Dorothy Cole, a former media and sports finance exec and single mom before turned accidental entrepreneur, for quick, digestible tips, insight into her personal journey, and a little humor on how to make it all work. If you're an entrepreneur who's trying to find your way through the chaos, this podcast is for you. Welcome to Thriving in the Chaos. This is part two of financials for non-financial people. Last episode, I discussed the balance sheet. This episode, I'm going to dig into the profit and loss or P&L, also known as the income statement. Let's get rolling. You know from last episode that the three main financial statements that every company has are the balance sheet, the profit and loss or P&L, and the cash flow statement, which ties both of those together. Okay, the income statement, profit and loss, or P&L, as we're going to call it for the remainder of this episode. What is it and what does it tell us? The P&L is used to summarize a company's performance by looking at costs and expenses during a specific period of time, such as monthly, quarterly, or annually. You might recall that the balance sheet looked at your financial data at one snapshot in time. The P&L looks at financial data over a period of time. There are generally two main sections to the P&L. The operations section shows your regular revenue, how much you earned selling your products or services. Those are your sales. Your costs of goods, or COGS as some people call them, are the direct costs related to making your product or providing your service. For those with products, Costs of goods are a little easier to understand. They're the pieces that make up your actual product and the cost of getting them to your customer. For a service-based business, costs of goods can be a little more of a gray area, but think about the software you might use to deliver your service or the contractors that you hire to do the work for you. Next, of course, are the general expenses. That's the second section. Sometimes they're called SG&A, or Sales, General, and Administrative Expenses. These are salaries, rent, utilities, subscriptions, dues, meals and entertainment, all that stuff that you incur on a daily basis. All that leads to your earnings before income tax, depreciation, and amortization. You may have heard of this in its abbreviated form, EBITDA. And then finally, this is the last little part, you have other income and expenses, which are interest, depreciation, like on equipment and cars, and taxes. These are separated out because they're generally not associated with getting your actual business done, but they're still things that you incur. Now that you know the basics of the P&L, let's dive into two main calculations that investors and lenders look at. First, we have gross profit and its sister, the gross profit margin. Gross profit tells you how profitable your product or service is and is calculated by subtracting that cost of goods we were talking about from your revenue. This shows just how profitable your products are. The further apart these numbers are, the higher your gross profit, which means you're making good money on each product or service sold. If your cost of goods or COGS and revenue numbers are close together, that means you're not making very much money per sale. Gross profit is presented as a dollar amount. It's an easy calculation. Revenue minus those COGS. 
gross profit margin takes that same calculation but shows it as a percentage. So revenue minus COGS divided by revenue. Next, we look at net profit. Net profit is that buddy gross profit less all those operating expenses we talked about a few minutes ago. Net profit tells you how profitable your business is by considering all your expenses. Just because your products and services are profitable doesn't mean your business as a whole is profitable. You could be making a killing on every individual sale, but spending way too much money on advertising or meals and entertainment or rent so that at the bottom line, you're walking away with nothing. Just like gross profit, net profit is presented as a dollar amount and net profit margin takes that same calculation, but shows it as a percentage. As in the balance sheet episode, I'll ask now, does the P&L tell the whole story? Does the P&L tell you how much money you have in the bank? No. How much you owe to your credit card company? No. How much other people owe you? No. How much equity? No. Or how much money you had one month ago versus six months ago or a year ago? No. You get that information from the balance sheet. That's why you need both financial statements. There are a lot of other ratios and metrics that are calculated off the P&L and balance sheet. I actually tackle those in my Business Foundations 2 workshop, but if you can't make one of my workshops, you can always subscribe to my newsletter or schedule a strategy session with me to dive into your own numbers. Now back to the info at hand here. Most small businesses track their financials only using balance sheets and income statements. But there's one more financial statement that ties the two together. And if you've gone through any funding or borrowing, you may recall being asked for the cash flow statement. The cash flow statement shows how a company brings in cash and for what costs the cash goes back out the door. Like all financials, there are again sections. And the three sections of the cash flow statement are operating. Operating shows the sources and uses of cash from revenue, expenses, and other costs, gains, losses, that types of thing. The investing section shows sources and uses from debt and equity purchases and sales, from purchases of property, plant, and equipment, and from collection of principal on debt. The last section, the financing section, shows activities such as long-term liabilities, paying or securing a loan beyond 12 months, and equity items such as the sale of company stock and payment of dividends. The cash flow statement is a little bit complicated, but it gives a lot of information to an investor or a lender, so you should be generally familiar with it. Which do you need on a regular basis? You'll definitely need that balance sheet and P&L to know how your company's performing. And if you have a board of directors or an advisory board, they'll also want to see these. They'll want to see it maybe on a quarterly basis. You should be looking at it on a monthly basis. And if you give that package to your board of directors or advisory board, include that cash flow statement. Investors and lenders will want to see these also to determine your credit worthiness. For normal operations, as I mentioned, you'll need to be looking at your P&L and balance sheet on a monthly basis. I cannot stress this enough. You own your own financials. Your accountant or bookkeeper needs to present these in a way that you easily understand. Ask questions. 
No questions are stupid. And if spreadsheets and numbers aren't your thing, ask for graphs, charts, narratives. If they are not providing this or providing it in a way that does not make you feel confident, get a new accountant. Own your financials. I always close with a quote, and this one's from Ayn Rand. Money is only a tool. It will take you wherever you wish, but it will not replace you as the driver. So next episode, we are going to dive into that owning your financials that I just mentioned. Why is it so important and what does it mean exactly? I hope you'll continue to join me. Connect, subscribe, and be sure to rate and comment on the podcast. Grab your confidence and let's build that multi-million dollar empire and thrive in this chaos together. This has been a production of DK East Media, a subsidiary of DK East Associates. Find us on the web at dkeast.com or follow us on Instagram and LinkedIn at DK East Associates. That's D-K-E-A-S-T-A-S-S-O-C.